Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Episode number 25, the Darren McCarty edition, shall we say, of Hatcher Hockey. Ant here in studio with Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? Holy fuck, eh, bro? 25 episodes? 25. Fucking crazy. It's getting crazy, man. We're almost halfway there, shall we say, to our first full year. Next episode will be our halfway, right? Yep. And uh, it's been a ride. It's been great. As always, everybody, this episode of Hat Trick Hockey is obviously brought to you by GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey as well. So Crush some blondes. Yeah. They're delicious. <laughs> Crushing bonds. <laughs> so, real quick here off the top, before we get into all, all of the all of the hockey and stuff, we are now, our Facebook page alone is now over a thousand likes and a thousand followers. That's awesome. So, big shout out to everybody out there that likes us, follows us, listens to our episodes, buys our merch, everything. Anybody that follows us, seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough. Also, that's from both of us. Yes. That's, thank you. Yes, that's from everybody. <laughs> um, real quick, we have a listener. His name's Todd Reeb. Uh, we, first of all, we want to say happy birthday to Todd. Today is his birthday. We're recording on Monday. It's his birthday. So happy birthday, Todd. Happy birthday, Todd, you big fucking lummox. Yeah, <laughs> number one. Two, he uh, sent us in this little package into studio here that we're actually, we're going to open up right here. So, Rob? So, what he told me to do was, he said, there's a letter on here. So, I'm guessing that that's the letter. Uh, he's got this fucking duct tape to it, thing. pretty much. Jesus <laughs> so, we're going to see what's up here. So, he said he wanted you to read it and me to open it. Oh, okay. Holy Does Todd know that I'm not the sharpest reader when it comes to well, this stuff? I think stuff? that's why he wants you to read it. <laughs> it's probably long words and shit. Everything just to mess me up. Christmas wrap. <laughs> Alright, so here's the letter. Here, we'll take the letter out here. Oh, it's going to be fun getting into this box. What, has he got it fucking taped off like it's fucking... Oh, yeah. Like you want to keep your kids out of it. <laughs> All right, here. What do we got? All right, so this is from Todd. Todd says, hat, hat trick hockey to the podcast crew. I'm a big fan of the show. Keep up the great work. Have yourselves a Merry Christmas and stay safe over the holidays. From one beaut of a fan to two buttes in a tool bag, he says. Uh, oh, look at that. And he says, Todd Reed. Oh, sick. They're skate mugs. Those are awesome. That's sick. Thanks, brother. Yes, we really Todd, appreciate thank it. Thank you. These are awesome, man. Fucking pouring mine into it. <laughs> We're fucking right. Todd, you are the man. You're a fucking total beaut, bud. Yeah, these are sick. They look like they're pretty heavy, too. Look what do we got here. All right. Oh, yeah. It's like... <laughs> I hit my hat. Yeah, these things are awesome. That is so cool. Todd, once again, thank you again, man. These mugs are sick. It's like a... For everybody who can't see right now, it's like a huge fucking... Huge fucking... Skate. Yeah, it's a huge skate. That probably holds, I'm going to guess, two to three beers in it, probably. 
He sent one for Billy, yeah. too. He's got one for, so the whole crew got one. So <laughs> big shout out to him again. Thank you, Todd, so much. These things are awesome. Once again, happy birthday as well. Um, should we move on to hockey here? Absolutely. Hendrick Lundqvist. Holy shit, bro. When I read that, oh, it almost made me cry. Like, so Hendrick Lundqvist, I'm sure everybody knows by now, who uh, now has to miss the the entire the entire season. And he just hook up, hooked up with a wagon team, too. Yeah, so he just went over to Washington. He was a unrestricted free agent. He chose to go over to Washington. He signed a one-year deal in, uh, in Washington where he was, honestly, he was going to try to get a shot at a cup, and now he can't play. No, that's terrible luck, hey? So hopefully they get everything sorted out, and it's just like out for this year, and then he can come back for next season. But did you did you read the story on it? Like uh, I didn't like read how, the story. They he... just said something about it was like a something irregular with his heart. Yeah, like a, an irregular heartbeat. Yeah, it was or like a murmur or something. Like I'm not I don't, sure, I'm not sure what it was, just, but it was obviously enough to mm-hmm. uh, you know make it make him pull himself from yeah playing hockey right yeah and that's horrible so best of luck to hank speedy recovery we hope you get back here before we move on actually really quick we're gonna we're working on our youtube channel so drew my fucking brother there he's gonna work on it for us so you're gonna start seeing videos fly up on our youtube channel so i just wanted to put that out there before i forgot drew's a total beaut too so Thank you, Drew, for hooking us up with all of our videos on our YouTube that he's been working on. Um, next thing, we have official dates for when it comes to everything. So what do we got here? So I think they're reporting the camp, like, just at the start of January. So, But the puck is due to drop January 13th. The trade uh, deadline is going to be April 12th. End of the regular season is going to be May 8th. The expansion draft is going to be July 21st, so we'll have to keep an eye out for that, for the Kraken, right? Um, Then the NHL draft goes the 23rd and the 24th, and free agent frenzy goes July 28th. So they're essentially cramming everything into six months to try to get everything back on schedule, so that way, hopefully by next year, they can start at that normal start, that normal October start time, right? And then maybe we can do a full season, so it's going to be a... 56 game this year we'll get into that actually a little bit later actually you know what let's do it right now so but i I did hear that uh teams uh some of the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year Mm -hmm. got to go into camps early i think that is correct so they, they, they started their camps already yes Yes, you are right. So here's how it's going to line up with everybody since I had to realign the whole freaking NHL. So as you know, the North is going to be Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. So obviously, right, all Canada division. Just so you guys know, by the way, you're going to see 9 to 10 Battle of Albertas. And Hockey Night in Canada will actually be Hockey Night Hockey in Night Canada. Hockey Night in Canada will be, yes, just <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada. It'll That's be fucking sick. Just the Canada teams. I love it. I love um, it. So then we go to the West. The West is going to be Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, uh, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Las Vegas. The Central is going to be Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Red Wings, Florida, 
Nashville, Tampa Bay. And in the east is going to be Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, Rangers, uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So that's how all those are going to line up. So speaking of that, so how they're going to do the playoff format is the top four in each one uh, will, it says each division produces a champion for the Stanley Cup semifinals. Yep. So that's what I'm getting out of it. So that means that what? So one will one will come out of each one, right? Is that what it, I'm understanding? That's what it makes it sound like. So is it going to go from four to two to one out of all those? I guess it would have to because they're probably trying to just stay away from the COVID, right? So then you would take whoever wins whatever division, it would be right into the semis, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's so, crazy, though, and then too. Whoever loses is in the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. right? No, whoever wins, though, would move. I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but you got it right. Yes, exactly. So that's going to be interesting. Interesting little layout as to how that's going to go. Um, also, let's talk about some of the divisions, though. Like sure. the 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 East Division: Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's going to be a good that's one. That's insane. That's going to be a good one. I'm still Who like, comes out of there? Who do you who 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 do you think the top 4 will be? Ooh, the top 4? Yeah. I'm going to go Philly, Boston, Islanders, and Washington. Probably that's not good. not a bad four, right? I got I got Washington, Boston, Pittsburgh. Look out for Buffalo. That is true. Buffalo too. built the wagon. I was looking at them too. They got. It seems like everybody's going to Buffalo right now. It's insane. Completely insane. And then who do you like in the Central? Uh, Central. If I'm picking four teams out of there, as much as I would like to say the Wings being one of them, I don't think they are going to be one of them. Yeah, you're I'm pick with your head, not your heart. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be uh, Tampa, Nashville. Um, probably Dallas, and I like Carolina out of there. I like Columbus, Dallas, Tampa Bay, and uh, Florida. Okay, let's hop over to the West. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, and we'll go Minnesota. And I'll take Anaheim, Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas. Now, the great white (laughs) north. We are the north. So, I'm going to go Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Out of there is the teams that I'm going. That's that's who I'm going with anyways. I'll take Toronto, obviously. Winnipeg, Vancouver, and my dark horse will be for Drew, Ottawa. Ottawa does have a lot of moves. They got a lot of high picks, too, so watch over Ottawa. Don't don't count them out. They're not going to be just a team that you're just going to step over. That's that's like the Wings, too. Like I like a lot of the moves that they made, and this year I'm not saying that they're going to win a ton of games, but they're going to be in games. 
Like, there was games last year, they were up, like, three, four goals, and I'm like, watch, they'll lose. And sure enough, they did. <laughs> they were like the Lions. Yeah, it was absolutely brutal. Um, but well, but the, the great thing about these divisions now is you are going to create such rivalries oh. because you're not traveling all over the fucking country to do it. I can't wait. So you're playing each other ten times in your division, roughly. Like nine to ten times. I know, in like five or six months. Well, Gary Bettman wanted to create some uh, rivalries this yeah. is definitely a way he did it. Hey, Gary, you wanted it. Be careful what you wish for. Because yeah. <laughs> you're going to get it. Do you think fighting will be up? Yep. 100% I think fighting will be up. If you're seeing each other that much, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Look like at it. last year. Like last year we were wondering, are they going to go into the playoffs and are they going to come out firing? And look what happened. Mm-hmm. They come out, there's fucking fights all over the place. Well, not only that, no, you played that team 10 times. Then you go into seven-game series. Yeah. After that, like, oh. for the playoffs, right? Insane, dude. So. I can't wait. Can't wait. Also, Ryan O'Reilly. Looks like he's going to be the new captain in St. Louis. He's going to be the 23rd captain in team history. Can you think of a better guy? No, he's a stud. Like. Total stud. Who Now, the C was Petrangelo, right? Yes. Now he's in. Now with him gone to Las Vegas, he's obviously not going to be wearing the C in St. Louis. So, so it goes to Ryan O'Reilly. He's going to be the twenty-third captain in team history. So good luck to him. He definitely deserves it. Oh, he definitely. Who's who the hell is going to rip that C O to him? Nobody. 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 Um, real quick there. Did you see? I'm not sure what team. I feel like it was Germany. I want to say. Don't quote me on it. But one of the World Junior teams landed for the bubble. Full of COVID. They all had COVID. I guess, like, when they left home, they were checked, and I guess everything was okay. And then when they got here, all of a sudden, they had COVID. So what happens with them? Are they out? I'm not sure. I know it's been a, it's been over a week, probably, since I've heard about it. So they all probably got them in quarantine and stuff right now. I'm going to assume, but, like, what the hell do you do if they... Come out where the whole team's like that. Do you just the tournament would have to be rearranged, obviously, right? To where they can play, or do you just no? Like, they say, can't play. No, but I mean, like to where like have them like quarantine and stuff, and then everybody's okay. You bring them out to play, type deal, or do you just like, hey, like listen, if you guys can't get healthy, that's it. We're gonna pull the pin on. Right, and well, you what do they got? How many days do they have until? Well, what one? It's the twenty-first today, right? Today is the twenty-first. Yes. So um, they play. Germany plays uh, on Christmas Day. Okay, so yeah, so Friday. Um, so what four days? And yeah, but don't quote. It might. It might not be them. I just know that one of the teams came here, and when they landed, they were full of COVID. Because I, I looked at Sportsnet, and they didn't have anything on. Uh, anything on anything about that mm-hmm. but who knows maybe they're trying to hide it too yeah they probably i just seen it i don't know if it was on like Sportsnet or something like that but i just seen that they were uh that one team just landed and everybody was sick imagine that though fuck like what a mess yeah that's a huge mess like a complete mess um there was one other thing that i wanted to talk to you about i forget what it was though um I think we're going to do a, uh, for the thousand followers or whatever, I think we're going to do a like, a like, share, and tag friends post coming up soon. Mm-hmm. 
So I just haven't decided on what we're going to do it for. Like, should I put it a winter hat? Should I put it a hoodie? Should I put it a t-shirt and hat combo? I'd go with a toque and a t-shirt. Toque and a t-shirt? It's winter. Yeah, does sound pretty good. So look for that coming up. We're going to do, for a 1,000 followers, we're going to do a like, share, and what did I say? Tag. So mm-hmm. you got to tag like three of your friends in the post and like our page and share the post is, is what it will be. Oh, we were going to bring up about um, British Columbia not signing off on the NHL. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, so they're saying that uh, BC and Ontario might be in a little bit of the same shoes when it comes to this. So, but we'll start out west. So, out west, it was at Vancouver. Yeah, well, British Columbia government denies NHL travel for Canucks. Yeah, so what it's saying is they're not allowing them to play hockey in BC. Because Toronto is kind of saying the same thing. Toronto and Ottawa, they're saying that it has to go through Doug Ford first before the Leafs and the Sens can play home games. Yeah, well, they're even saying that they're not allowing any NHL teams yes. to travel into their province. Yes, so what they're saying is the Canucks might have to play out of Calgary, they're talking about. So they might have to play out of Alberta. That really blows, though, because now you're away from your family. It's just like being in the bubble again. You You have to live at a hotel. For what, three months? Yeah, imagine that, that they don't... Let alone the playoffs, and who knows where the fucking playoffs will be. Well, maybe it's only for a certain amount of time, and then they'll let them play after a bit. What do you think? Do you think they'll do that? Well, it or... all depends on where the COVID's at, right? Well, it's not getting any better here. We're at No, but three months later, three months later from now, you know, we, we, it could be a different story. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are playing out of their own arena. But what do you think about the Leafs and Sens, though? Like, it's not getting any better in Ontario. No. Not right now, anyways. Nope. I know, like, maybe they, maybe after bubble not well, Montreal, you know, like, I, I don't, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, it's hard. It's hard to tell, like, how the hell they're gonna do this. And maybe they have a season, and maybe they just leave Canada out of it. If they Canada wants to be the way they're being, they and I'm not saying it's wrong by any means. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're trying to protect the country or whatever. Can you see all the all those teams just going to the states? I, that's another possibility, right? <clears throat> And then just everybody playing in the States, yep. put them in like, cause let's face it, like you're not going to have fans anyways, but you could put them all in like minor league ranks mm-hmm. too, though. You can put them all kind of close to each other yep. as well. You can put them within a, within like probably a fucking few hours of each other. Yep. Right. Hop on a bus and fucking go. But it all depends on where we're at, right? No, it's, it's a, just a complete fucking mess here. So anybody that listens to us, if you're not in Ontario, it is a complete mess. Here when it comes to the COVID, we're under gray, which is lockdown. So that's always fucking a great time. Is there uh, anything else popping up in the sports world, or you uh, think we should flip her over? I think we should go to that interview. Should go to the interview right yeah. now. So we'll flip it over to him. Yep. So we have two-time Memorial Cup champion, former Spitfire, Mr. Justin Shug. So let's flip it over to him. Roll it. And this episode of Patrick Hockey is brought to you by Eric Standell, Remax Realtor. If you want your house sold, you need to call Eric. You boys know him, eh? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Butte. Total butte. Total butte. And this next guy on with us here, folks, is a former 
Windsor Spitfire. He's played in the OHL, drafted to Carolina in 2010, played ECHL, AHL. Now he plays overseas. He's won two OHL titles, two Memorial Cups in Windsor. He's won the ECHL title. Let's give a big hat trick hockey welcome to Mr. Justin Shug. Justin, how, how are you doing, buddy? How, how's everything? Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Uh, in the world today, everything's doing pretty good, <laughs> doing pretty good for, for what we're all living through. Um, so, uh, current. What do you off- guys got going over there right now? Like, what's your situation? Uh, <laughs> you won't believe me if I told you, but um, so I live in a northern part of Denmark. It's called Frederickshound, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw in the news or not, but there was a mink uh, strain of COVID that ended up being viral in Europe and the Danish uh, scientists thought that the, the mink COVID could actually jump from uh, the minks to uh, humans. So the Danish government, the health minister uh, made all the farmers cause they, they call these and they sell all the fur, mink fur for jackets and whatever fashion. And uh, so they, they told mink farmers to call all these minks. So you saw pictures of thousands, millions of minks in these dumpsters that were all called. And uh, <laughs> the, minute, the health minister ended up being fired um, because of, uh, it, was, it was a completely false statement. And uh, Man, this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so this guy ends up being fired and... Uh, there was a little disagreement, I guess, with the government and the farmers about compensation. So after this four-week lockdown that we were supposed to be in, it's uplifted after 10 days and uh, <clears throat> leads me to today where the rest of Denmark, about 85% of Denmark's in this new lockdown. But three weeks before, we're in one of the worst places to live in Denmark or maybe the world because of this new COVID strain. And then three weeks after, <laughs> we're in one of the best places in Denmark because there's no restrictions here uh, like the rest of Denmark. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> it is a complete mess here. We're, we're going into lockdown, what, on Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Monday they're flipping us over to lockdown. The past three days we've had, uh, what, I think it was 127 cases one day, 104 one day, 107 the next day. So we're like, the past three days is like triple digits. So it's been not the best for Windsor Essex. <laughs> Justin, it's a good thing that uh, that scientist didn't say women were just spreading it, right? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a bunch of women in dumpsters. all right boys let's get right into the hockey here so you uh being a niagara falls boy is that where you uh where you grew up was that where you originally started on the ice yeah born raised and played hockey all through at the time was niagara falls thunder uh fortunate enough to play with some good good uh Still four or five of us train to date, and we all still play professionally. So uh, our little core group ha- had some success in minor hockey, and uh, we all, most of us got drafted to the OHL and have been able to train and live this uh, glorious lifestyle together. Do you ever think about going over the falls in a barrel? 
after going to a couple of those museums, never crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. So what uh, did you like, start playing travel? Need one more time. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Out. When did you start playing travel hockey? Um, actually, I didn't start playing till grade four. Uh, I had two older brothers and a sister, pretty big family, but uh, Niagara was just a small little minor hockey club, and uh, we just got beat up on by everybody in, in the SCTA, and I don't know, I wasn't too fond of losing games 10, 12, 15, one to some of these teams, and uh, my dad always asked me if I wanted to try out, but I don't know, it wasn't something that I was interested in at the time, so I played house league uh up until grade four and then just just so happened that smaller municipalities around niagara niagara on the lake and fort erie um the guys on my brother's team had younger brothers and we would all be at the rink playing together uh, while their games were going on and we all decided that to make the jump kind of together the team changed um really and from one season to the next, I think there was eight or nine new faces on the team. And uh, we kind of all made the jump together and, um, and started winning hockey games. That's awesome. Well, I know like you, you walked into the OHL Oshawa Generals, but like me, what was the road to there? Uh, so major peewee, we won the OHFs. Um, first team in Niagara to ever to ever do so. So we were riding high as kids um, throughout minor hockey, and then ultimately, like every kid that wants to play in the NHL, that was the dream. And uh, we all had that dream together. Uh, and <laughs> uh, my parents, very conservative people, and really came down to like the last minutes of me making a decision to go to the Oshawa Generals. I actually didn't go uh, right away to camp. Um, <coughs> going to Yale University to play NCAA hockey. And all these guys that I grew up with all made the jump to the OHL that year. And I didn't want to feel left out. So I made the jump with those guys. <laughs> those guys. I was so actually before that, before you went into the O, in 06, 07, your under 16 year, you had a hell of a year. You had 65 goals. You had 46 assists, 111 points. So that must have been fun year for you, eh? Yeah, we, we, had a, we had a good team. Uh, like it was, when I was a kid, we were winning hockey games. And later on in minor hockey, we were winning hockey games. So the sport I never saw, and I mean, throughout my pro career, I've been on some bad hockey clubs, but throughout younger days like I never was really on a losing team until pro really well it wasn't with the Spitfires either right (laughs) when did you realize I was looking looking... go ahead no I was just gonna say that like in the Spitfire years I was looking at that uh 0809 season, like you guys took out Tavares and the Knights. I mean, that must have been a hell of a season, hell of a ride. Not something that uh, I think the the organization really thought that was we were capable of that. And and later on into the 
the ending of my underage year when I got traded to Windsor, I think everybody thought, okay, well, you know, we got some young talent here. Um, and I think that Rex was really building the team for the 0-9-10 uh, year. But, <laughs> excuse me, I think coming up to the trade deadline, we I think we won maybe 14 in a row at the barn or something ridiculous. And we realized that we had something pretty good going. And Rex made a couple deadline moves. And, uh, yeah, leading into the playoffs, they're playing the, the Knights in the Eastern Conference Final. Two, two pretty stacked hockey clubs. I think it could have went either way, but, uh, you know, just. I was reading, like, every game went into overtime? Yeah, every game went into overtime. <laughs> like how, what's the chances of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, every game went into overtime, and there was actually one memory that I that I had from that series was uh, Veroni and Kadri were on the line, and, and I think that they were beating us one nothing. came to our barn, and – DJ had put up on, on our, our video session, those two just yucking it up on the blue line and having a good old time. And that was one of my fondest memories about like, fuck these guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You guys, you guys had a hell of a run, but I still can't believe that though. Every game goes to overtime. Who else was, was on that like London Knights team that you guys played? Um, there was uh, Tavares was traded there. Veroni, Kadri, Harry, no, John Carlson was there. Michael Delzato was there. Um, Corey Perry, that's what you were saying, right, Wall? Yeah. Uh, I thought, but maybe not. Oh, he wasn't there. Nope. They didn't but, offer him enough money. <laughs> <laughs> still though holy shit like that's a lot of nhlers on one freaking team like that's insane man yeah, that series bred uh, some nhl superstars mm -hmm. i was gonna say that that has to be memorable man you know what i mean like one of your memorable moments of that part of your career yeah well both uh, at the time either playing in windsor or in that barn like they were both electric like you knew every yeah. game you knew that you were going to play in front of some passionate fans and, and it was going to be a good fucking game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I, was talking to, I was talking to a good friend of our show, uh, Bob Murray. He said, when you got traded from Oshawa, you were pretty down because your minutes were down. And he said, hang in there, you know, enjoy it. And you end up going to three straight Memorial Cups. Did, did that help you, the conversation he had with you? Has to be good. Um, at that time, like getting, you know, moving away from home, I'm 15 years old, moved to Oshawa, new city, billet family, you know, a lot going on, not really having the success that I had the year before, and then end up moving to a new city, new school, new billets, like just a lot to take in as at that age. And, you know, for me, at the time, come to Windsor, don't – I don't think I – yeah, I didn't score a goal my underage year coming to Windsor. And, yeah, talk about adversity. And some of these other guys, like Halsey, uh, uh, Ellie at the time, I think we had Jesse Blacker, Yogi. There was a, there was a couple of us that were the same age. And um, it, was, it was hard to come in and, and play fourth line and not play a lot. But 
every player had to pay their dues and and that was a due that I paid and and it, like you said I ended up going to three Memorial Cups so it was all good and bulging in that nine times <laughs> yeah not too shabby <laughs> One of the things too I noticed is like you never had you never broke fifty minutes in the box ever. How did you stay so calm in the OHL? <laughs> like seriously, because a lot of guys I've seen they're like two three hundred minutes. You never hit fifty once ever. How do you do it? A lot of my minutes just come from me being lazy and just hooking and slashing guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, never you know, never been a tough. Guy. And I think in the OHL, I played with some tough customers that I never really had to think about ever being tough, um, especially in my weight class. Like in Windsor, we – like Adam Wallace, I mean, that guy could fight anybody really. I mean, he was an absolute savage, and he was probably in the same weight class as I was. So playing, it, playing junior, I never, I never had to think about that part of the game really. Who were your tough guys that you had on the team at that time? Uh, well, Harry Young was always fucking nails. Uh, and then Mark Kandari was tough. Mark Canton came in and he was tough. Uh, we had Richard Green up, up, up front, Adam Wallace, um, to name a few. I mean, Boogie and Reich said they weren't going to be building a soft fucking hockey club. That was for sure. Uh -huh. They were pretty tough customers themselves, right? Yeah. What was it like when you came to Windsor and you got to talk to like Warren and and, and uh, Bob? Uh, to be honest, I was just a naive kid and you don't realize what they went through as, as a player, as a professional. And if I look back on it now and the careers they had and how are they, my timing from them buying the team transforming the team while I was there uh it, like what luck really um and, and the conversations that you have with those guys as a young player you can learn so much in such a little amount of time what, what did you think of that new barn there in Windsor it's a nice place eh well going from going from the uh the old barn I mean Call it a piece of shit. Call it the best building, most character. Like that place, that place was great. It was a great place to play hockey in, and you go. From, you actually played the last game there. Is that correct? Yeah, we played the last game there. Yeah, we changed mid-season 0809 to go to the WSCU, and at the time there was uh, a little bit of not a little bit, but a lot, uh, a little bit of that recession. I never felt it, but a lot of people in Windsor felt it. I was just a young, naive kid playing hockey. And uh, <laughs> to move to the WFCU with – you go there, there's sauna, steam room, hot tub, cold tub, you know, train, lounge, weight room. It was, it was pretty surreal to move from an old, grungy building that's – I don't even know when the barn was built, but to <laughs> 09, it was pretty, uh, pretty surreal, actually. That old barn, it just feels like everybody's like right on top of you, eh? Yeah, the atmosphere. They are. Yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. That place I've seen I've seen seen some shit in that barn and that old barn, man. Wow. I smoked some darts in that old barn. 
watching the game. Common for to fans to be drinking in the stands and throwing cups on the ice, if I can remember clearly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Daily. <laughs> oh yeah, they and fans would get all mad at team at, at all these other freaking squads. They're throwing coins and shit at people like insane, man. Complete chaos. Fucking Windsor fans are savages. <laughs> right. So one quick, like one question, real quick. Who was your favorite squad growing up, and who was your favorite player growing up? Like, who did you like idolize? Uh, I had to like the Maple Leafs because my dad liked the Maple Leafs. Uh, so, so as a kid, I, I loved the Lightning uh, logo. Like, loved them all. My mini sticks were Lightning. Had Lightning jerseys. But could never watch the Lightning, so I always watched the Maple Leafs. And uh, depressing as a fan, it's still depressing as a fan to. Uh... <laughs> I feel your pain, brother. I've felt it for years, man. Yes. You can't say that I'm a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs because I look at the game a lot differently now. But I mean, I hope that they can have some success in the near future. Yeah, they got a little bit of a of a like window there, but I don't know how long is this window going to be open for. As long as I have more years. decided on the core players, so I mean, you either believe in them in your or you don't, I guess. So, Justin, what was your uh, favorite memory uh, playing in those three Memorial Cups? Like, what was the most exciting game or? something you did or something somebody else did that you were right there for? I think, Other than hoisting that cup. Yeah, I think um, one of the best memories was when we were down 0-2 to Ramuski, in Ramuski, sorry, and uh, we ended up going through a lull. Like, we didn't expect to lose the first two games and then come back and win the Memorial Cup. I don't – I don't believe that there was another team to do what we had did that year. Um, and we ended up having a pool tournament just down the road from the hotel. And we go there, pool tournament, some drinks, some food, and just some good quality time together. And that really just was a spark to end up running the table and, and, and win the Memorial Cup. So, I mean, little things like a pool tournament that can bring a bond so tight again and you get, you know, you just get that feeling right then and there where you're like, okay, well, we can, we can fucking do this. And uh, we go out and end up running the table to win. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a point where you guys were actually down three games and came back to win it? And that was the first time in years or something? Yeah. So if you lose three games, you're out of the tournament. Right. Don't move on. So you, you gotta, you gotta win a game. So that, uh, we were down 0-2, and we had to win the next game. Yeah, do or die. Yeah, yeah it was a do or die, yeah. And I, I think – I think – I'm not sure – I don't have the best memory about uh, this, but I believe we were, we, were, we were really down, and that's when Dale Mitchell scored a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. So mm -hmm. came back firing, and he scored three in a row for us to just advance so we could play another game in the tournament. Mm -hmm. We just had him on the show not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. What was it like playing with him? Firecracker. He's uh, 
if I could make a comparison to him on the ice, he just always reminded me of Phil Kessel. Like, skates like the wind, can rip it, and uh, he's a feisty little guy. Uh, I always enjoyed my time in junior playing and with Mitchie and, and against him. Uh, really nothing good but good things to say about Mitch. He's such a character, character, you know. I thought you were going to say because he loved hot dogs like Kessel. <laughs> I think for Mitch, it was shawarmas. It was shawarmas for him? <laughs> he's crushing the shawarmas. Yeah, that guy's a, he's a fucking beaut, man. We had him on. He shot the shit with us. He was fantastic. He was funny. Uh, he was like super witty too. He was funny, man. He was great. Yeah, he's a witty character, yeah. Yeah, he just bought a house in Kingsville. Yeah, he's a Windsor uh, Windsor native for life now. Did he marry a, a a Windsor girl too as well? Yeah, he did. And 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 didn't you also marry a Windsor girl? I did yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah. how did how did all that uh like freaking come about? How did you meet her? Were they sisters? <laughs> <laughs> It was actually uh, the Tecumseh beauty pageant. I was, uh, <laughs> I was I, what do they call, what do you even call them? I was one of the guys that walked the girls down, or the, the ladies down the runway. Chaperone? Yeah, chaperone. So I was walking the models down the runway. And then after a couple of us and a couple of girls that we know from, from St. Anne's end up going to Subway to get something to eat after the show and uh, didn't know it, but my wife was in Subway at the same time. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. So what, what, uh, so what happened like after, how did it like come about? Like when you went into the draft, so how, how did all that go down? Did you know you were going to, to uh, Carolina or did you, was it up in the air? You didn't know, or was it something that they said like, Hey, you're our next pick. Uh, for me, it was, that was fucking emotional. I mean, I had teams tell me that they're going to take me in the second round, pick this. And uh, I was like, okay. So tell my billet at the time had come, my parents, my agent. And um, I'm like, okay, like this is, what I thought, this is where I'm going, day two. This is the team, like, real ecstatic about it. And both picks were back-to-back and don't get taken. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy fuck. And I watched another 50 picks go by and just, like, so emotional, teardrops, like, go upstairs, walk the concourse just to get a breath of fresh, fresh air. I come back. And uh, had no clue at that point. It was just a crapshoot. And sit down. And right as I sit down, maybe two minutes go by, and then my name gets called, Carolina Hurricanes. And what a relief. Like, you sit there all that time, and you have something in your mind where you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And it doesn't happen. And it seems like an eternity goes by before you hear your name, really. <laughs> when you went for your walk, did you go crush some beers? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who was the the one who said that you were supposed to go there? Who was it? Uh, I was Edmonton and Columbus. Oh, okay. What what were those interviews like? 
Well, I'd gone to the combine, and at the combine, I actually contracted shingles. Oh, what a nightmare that was! Like, tax your your uh, your nervous system, your nerves. So, I think I had about fifteen interviews at the combine, and dealing with the shingles. And we just won a Memorial Cup. I'm not in the best shape to do physical testing. And uh, <laughs> um, while at the combine, you go through all these different styles of interviews. Like, I think Pittsburgh had a military sergeant in theirs. You know, the club has one or two of the whole scouting GMs. And like, there might be like two people in your meeting, might be 25 people in your meeting. So all different types of meetings. And then at the draft, you know, they can ask you for additional fitness testing or they want another interview. So Columbus and Edmonton wanted to interview me before the second day. So for dinner, you end up going doing an interview with both teams and thought that they both really went well, but apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any, uh, any other teams that's, well, you obviously did interview with other teams. Can you list a few of those other teams that you interviewed with? Uh, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, um, Florida. No state tax. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i don't know about half the league you do oh. an interview with and and uh some of them were two minutes some of them are 25 minutes some of them were 40 minutes and yeah all, all different what was the craziest question you got asked in any of those interviews um the islanders actually uh had a uh maybe it's an aptitude test and 500 different questions and some weird questions like, would you rather a well-written poem or a loaded gun? (laughs) You get to shoot the gun? No clue. What are you going to do with a poem? (laughs) I don't know. Read it to your wife. (laughs) Fuck, that's crazy. No wonder nobody wants to play in New York. <laughs> Pretty good place to be right now. It is. <laughs> but Tavares left, so we'll take that. <laughs> oh, my. So I seen you did some time in uh, Estero there with the Everblades. Great... Uh... Great location. Great I was or- just going to say, man, that must have been pretty, like, a stellar ride right there, just hanging out in, like, Fort Myers area. Not yeah. bad. I mean, the daily routine, I mean, I was fucking pissed off to get sent to the coast. Don't get me wrong. And uh, another breaking moment where my billet from Windsor, John Davies, comes and, you know, sees me when I get sent down, and we go for dinners, and some we do some excursions, and just – you know, been a rock in, in my career, to be honest, and uh, you get there and you, you practice, you live in apartments with a pool, you have options to go golf every day if you want. So yeah, not a bad place to play hockey. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Golf all the time. Yeah. So Justin, you, you talk about your, you've talked about your billets quite a few times. Uh, who were they and what were they like? 
Um, John Davies and Kathy Bailey. Uh, they never billeted before. I was there. I was the first not in their house. And Johnny's an avid sports fan. He's got uh, past collector of cards, jerseys. Um, but such a down to earth guy. He's a financial advisor at uh, RBC on Wyandotte. And Kath is actually she's the um, billet coordinator now of the Windsor Spitfires. So awesome. Kath, Kath really gives back to like hospice and, and different uh, charities and communities around Windsor. So really like learned a lot from those two. You know, one's an absolute humanitarian, the other one is a financial planner. So sitting at dinner, you really learn a lot from from two people like that. And I mean, they treated me and still treat me as a, as a son. So I got nothing but good things to say. That's awesome. My, my aunt Robin's a billet for the Windsor Spitfires too. Robin Van Donegan. Okay. Is she still doing that Rob? Yep. yep. Oh, no. She's been doing it for years, right? Uh, quite a few. Did she my, grandma, my grandma way back in the day, she used to be his uh, billet also. She had uh, Roland Melanson living there. She had, oh, fuck. I, I can't even remember. I was so young. Uh, but she, she her, her place slept. Uh, she had three or four Spitfires living there every year at a time. It was the best place to go eat cereal. She had all the sugar cereal. <laughs> three or four guys in the house. That seems like it. Yeah, uh, there, there. So she had. I want to say there was three bedrooms or four bedrooms, and uh, two boys would be in each room. And man, they had some parties there too. Uh, but everybody got sent home before you know the hours. You know you wouldn't get in trouble. They didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say, no one ever missed a curfew there. <laughs> there is always parties there. They they would they would put the Roland Melanson would put the goalie equipment on me downstairs, and the guys would fire pucks at me, just to see if they could knock me over. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome growing up with those guys around you. Oh yeah. Hey, I I ask everybody this because I always love because we've interviewed so many guests that have they've we've literally interviewed guests that have played all over the world. So like one of the things that I ask everybody is what's the funniest thing that you've seen on ice? Funniest thing on ice. It could be it it could be a chirp. It could be just something that happened. Anything. It would have to be actually just recently here in Denmark. Um, <laughs> I'm playing with a guy named Brock Bukaboom, a uh, Canadian guy. And uh, he's, got, he's got a couple different nicknames, uh, but he's, he's got one called the Flying Boom. And uh, we saw the video the next day, and the poor guy slipped on a banana peel and just went head first right into the boards. And... It's just the first thing that comes to my mind right now, but when you repeat, repeat, repeat on video, it's never <laughs> fucking hilarious. There's nothing better than somebody falling. I don't know what makes me laugh too. <laughs> well, you don't see it often. Like you're usually like it's a high speed game and you don't really see guys falling by themselves. But when you see a D man going back to pick up a puck or he's just skating and he slips on a banana peel by himself and almost <laughs> neck like and thank god he didn't or i wouldn't be laughing but it's, it's 
You said what? What was his last name again? Bookaboom. Is his dad the one that played in the NHL? Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Jeff, right? Jeff Bookaboom. Yeah, I think Jeff Bookaboom. Pretty tough customer. I think he's. Yeah. Uh, was, Oilers, wasn't he? Oilers, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you did some time in Charlotte too. Charlotte was one of my. Uh, I like that place too. Did some golfing down there with my dad years ago. Like, I mean. Charlotte Checkers years. What'd you think of those? Great city. Um, and great owner, Maxi or uh, Michael Kahn, sorry. Uh, I love my time in Charlotte. It, the city grew and I was a young, young adult there. So I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the game. And I mean, the weather is fantastic in Charlotte too, right? Like not many winters. So was able to to take advantage of the warm weather 12 months a year, really playing there for five years. Um, yeah. But like, talk about a great city, upcoming city. That that place was awesome. And the now, nightlife too is probably good, right? Yeah, a place called the, the Epicenter. Um, I think it's four or five stories. And there's a, there's a green space up top with a, a stage where ever, I think it was live at five Thursdays it was so they'd have a live band up there and you go out there as the sun was coming down and everybody would get off work and you'd go there for a drink um so the, the place it was just a happening place to be at the time the Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl final that year so there's a lot of buzz in the city while I was there you you also played uh with a, a kid from LaSalle uh on that team didn't you Derek, Derek Wilkinson uh, he, Derek Wilkinson, he was, uh, he worked for Charlotte. Oh, he worked for Charlotte. Yeah. The older, the older, uh, I think he's, I think he's 40 or 50 Derek Wilkinson. Yeah. He's, he's originally from Windsor area. LaSalle is it? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He, he lives there full time. He worked for, he worked for Charlotte. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great guy. Let's see here. Who, who was your favorite uh, player to play with? Good question. Probably have to be uh, Halsey and Junior. <laughs> yeah, nice. Good pick. <laughs> who, who was your, uh, like, who would you, like, model yourself after? Like, who was your favorite player? You know what I mean? Like, who, who would you say you played your game after? Growing up, I loved Joe Sackick. Uh the more I watch hockey, I think that I play more like Justin Williams, to be honest. Crafty, good around the net, not going to, you know, beat you with speed by any means, but smart, smart player. So, Mr. Game 7. Yeah, Game 7. Who's that one guy you fucking just absolutely hated playing against? Uh, I think it has to be Taylor Doherty. And started from minor hockey like always competitors in minor hockey and then in junior just never liked the guy have you ever fought him he's uh six foot five i never never even thought about (laughs) okay never mind (laughs) Uh, that's what you say hey go take care of that out there for me who was the toughest guy you got to play with? 
think Justin Soriel in Charlotte. He uh, fuck that guy was tough, and he could he could play the game a little bit too. He was. Uh, I don't think I saw him actually lose a fight that year in Charlotte. Wow how how many times would he fight? Like a did he fight a bunch, or was he like a seven eighty year guy, or was he like way over that? Yeah, way over. Like he at that time when I still. Mm-hmm. When I transitioned into the American League, guy like tough guys were still playing, and those were the guys that came out of junior and made it to play in the American League or the NHL to be tough. Uh, you don't see it as much anymore. But my first couple of years in the American League, that league was a fucking tough hockey league. But those games you played with the Carolina Hurricanes, like who were some of your line mates you had? And uh, did you have a favorite player of any of those guys? Um, I played with... uh, What games were they, too? I played against Montreal uh, in Montreal, which was awesome. Uh, The Rangers and Toronto, actually. Sweet. I should have scored against Toronto. (laughs) Sorry you didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not. No, I'm totally lying to you, Shogger. Sorry, bud. On a little on one, and uh, another pass came right into me, and I got it and cradled it, went to just rip it, didn't get all of it, and just jammed it against the side of the net. It was a pretty quick play, but, yeah, that's one that I wish I would have had back. (laughs) Was there any guys during those games where you're, like, lining up on a draw and you're like, holy shit, this is so-and-so? Like, who – who who was that one guy where you were like, holy shit, that's whoever? Uh, Chara. <laughs> Chara took a face off. Oh, sorry. I, I From the D line. <laughs> I don't think that I, for me, that actually, I don't think that came. I didn't get that feeling in the NHL, but when I was in the KHL, and uh, I lined up against Pavel Datsu. Oh, wow. I was like, fuck, this guy's, you know, this guy's legit. And I was taking <laughs> off against him. So I'm like, this is pretty awesome. So that's that's one guy where I'm like, I'm happy I got to play against you. Just tell him, please don't break my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who who was it when we had uh, – we had uh, – Pumple on a while ago. Who was it when we asked him, Rob, about the chirp when he was playing in Montreal? Who was it, and what did they like say to him again, Pumple? Was it Patcheretti? I think so. But what did he what did he say to him? He told him that skates were free and so were sticks. And Pumple <laughs> said that he liked the skates because he got the free stick, the synergy free stick with it. <laughs> and Patcheretti said, "The team buys you all that. You know, yeah. you don't have to wear those skates anymore." I don't think I was on the ice enough to uh, actually get tripped in the National League. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about uh, the the other leagues? Anybody ever chirp you in there? And um, yeah, I mean, I, that's like one thing I really it's a part of the game, and for me, it's always it always gets heated, and it's shit I say that. I never think about it and it just happens. And then after the fact, I never remember really what I said or what happened. <laughs> so, so I actually can't 
I can't give you guys a good story because all of those moments for me throughout my whole career, they've always been in the moment. And, uh, I just don't remember them. Like I'd be lying to you and making up a story. If I really gave you a good story about chirping or being in a heated conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. You can use this one. If you... Checking out your EHC, uh, bunch of jerseys for the Red Bulls, man. I want one, dude. Those things are sweet. Yeah, it's, that's a fuck. That's a good company, and they know how to market themselves. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Justin, if, if there was a song that could be played every time you scored a goal, what would your song be? You know how like baseball players have the walk-up music. Yeah. Um, Got him again. Yeah. Like, I get everybody. I get everybody with this. Like nobody gets it. They're all like, no, it's like nobody can fucking rattle one right off right away. Don't feel like you're alone. Is all I'm saying. Oh, all these questions you're throwing at me are just brain busters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs, thinking, man, what song do I want to fist pump to? Yeah, like game seven overtime winner, and then instead of the red light going on or a horn, in tune. What's that song? <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. Nice. Everybody rock your body. <laughs> Justin's back. All right. <laughs> Oh gosh, what about uh, what about uh, coaches? Who is that one coach that really made a difference for you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! I want the answer to this question. Oh, I thought he was saying Backstreet Boys. They have a thousand songs. Oh, okay, I thought he already did. No, I gave I gave him the song. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, go ahead. We're gonna get Billy to like parts that song right on in the interview. Oh yeah, he's gonna put Backstreet Boys on the. For sure. Heck. How about uh... <laughs> what is it? NSYNC or Britney Spears? <laughs> Some of the answers we've heard on this show. We We're have... going to have to get your man card for that one, bro. Pop <laughs> it up. Obviously. You can't tell that I'm being sarcastic? <laughs> well, I've seen your eyes when you're doing it, so yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. giving it back to you. <laughs> Some of the answers we've heard have been like, they've, the, it's just varied on all of them. Probably the best one was the carnival music. Who said that again? Who was that? What's his name from Wheatley? Oh, Gossman. Yeah. Yeah, we heard girls just want to have fun too. Danny Anger said that one. We've heard a bunch, man. We've heard anything from Beyonce. Yeah, we've yeah, well, but that was uh, Sarah Nurse said that one. Um, But yeah, we've had some different ones, man. It's been funny. That's a good question though to ask. That that stumped me for sure. If if I was in Europe, I would have to go with uh, West Virginia. country road you know billy's gonna add that in uh, on the background eh? 14 songs on this episode (laughs) 
<laughs> so back to my like question there, who was that one coach that really made a difference for you? Uh, early on in my career, DJ Smith, for sure. Uh, just a, just a passionate guy when he was in Windsor and, and smart, like really smart. You, the video sessions we were doing with him and Junior, you, he was a guy when you sat down and everything he said, you're like nodding your head and like, yep, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And someone that you could always watch video and learn from. And as I progressed on, it was actually back in, in Munich. I played for, uh, his name's Don Jackson. He won four Stanley Cups with Edmonton. And right when you think you know everything about the game and you're getting older in the game and you go play for somebody that's been in the game, won Stanley Cups in Gretzky's era, coached throughout uh, the 90s in the NHL in a different area era, and now he's coaching in Europe in a completely different era. Um, the guy's watched and seen a lot of hockey. So you sit down with him and do video and – same feeling you had with Smitty. I was just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Where some got some coaches you can sit down and, you know, not agree with them or don't, don't really see eye to eye on how they see the game. But those are two guys where you sit down and you just have your listening ears on because they're, they're both wizards when it comes to teaching the game. Mm -hmm. What was the best thing you ever heard? Like a coach come in and just fucking tear new ass into everybody. What's with these questions? <laughs> we're, we're asking the questions that all the fans want to know the answers to, bro. Oh, they're always coming from you. <laughs> I got 20 questions on this fucking sheet. I'm going to ask them. <laughs> I did some research. I did some stuff. Uh, there was a time when Boogie came in, actually, and... Uh, he was just, he didn't, he wasn't speaking English, but I was just screaming. And uh, he booted the garbage can and Boogie had some, uh, some different outfits. And at the time he had his, uh, his, uh, I think it was alligator skin or snake skin or something and boots the garbage can. And when he boots the garbage can, it actually comes back, it hits the table and comes back and rolls back on him and dumps onto his shoes. And it's fucking hilarious because he's so pissed off, tries to boot the garbage can, spins out, hits the table in the middle and comes back and just goes all over his fucking nice shoes. How did you try not to laugh during that? Like, how did you not just burst out laughing? Oh, you do, you do. And that was, that was a great part about playing for those guys. You could, uh, in times where you, you could be funny, they let you be funny and they let you be yourself. Um, so that was a moment where, you know, Boots is, he can, he can have a different side to him where he really fucking gets intense. But it was another story about Boots. <laughs> he's on the couch, he's freaking out, freaking out, just screaming. And he goes to punch the glass behind him. He's got a Rolex on at the time and just smashes the glass looks at his watch, you could see that the Betzel and the dial were just fucking cracked and smashed. <laughs> and and he, don't, he doesn't react though, right? Like he looks at it and he's like, fuck. Yeah, that's an expensive fucking smash there. He's got bank. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
Um, so okay, I got so I got another couple more questions for you, Justin, and they are <laughs> off the hook. All right. So if you weren't a hockey player, what would you have grown up to be? Uh, early on, uh, I think I was pursuing the uh, orthodontist. You like the gas, eh? I don't know. My mom's, uh, my mom's a dental hygienist. I don't know. It was just something. I don't know. I like fucking going to the orthodontist for braces. My brother became a dentist, so I don't know. It was something, something my mom was convincing of us to. I don't know. It's in the family. She, she wanted us to work in people's mouths. I have no clue. <laughs> you have all your own teeth. Oh, hello. <laughs> Maybe he didn't like that question. Oh, no. Okay. There, there you go, Rob. Ask him again. Go ahead. Do you have all your own teeth? Uh, the bottom here, I lost uh, two. I got two crowns on the on the bottom here. How how did that happen? Got some nice fucking pearlies though, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Uh, just back checking ended up being a battle. The D man and the winger uh, were battling, and the puck squirted out. and I looked down to play it, uh, and the RD turned around to play it. And, and then he thought that I was on the other team, I guess. Went to lift my stick, missed my stick, and then came up into my jaw. Oh. See, for all you kids out there, it doesn't pay to back check. <laughs> that's that's funny so what like what do you see yourself doing after hockey that's a question that i've thought about since covid started <laughs> i've had a lot of time to think about that i actually uh i'm into vacation rentals i own a couple of vacation rentals in the niagara region um, that are on Airbnb and VRBO. So that's been a hobby of mine for six years now um, that keeps me busy and keeps my mind away from the game a little bit while we're in season or in the off season. It keeps me busy during the summertime. But, Pretty good way to bank some coin for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a great investment. Um, I think ultimately would be right now the front runner is uh is a mortgage broker yeah well, make some coin there for sure well we'll have to exchange uh numbers there and uh hook us up but down in the niagara region yeah <laughs> if you want to if you want to come stay by by all means open door what policy. is your vacation rental on airbnb um there's uh two in niagara one is called uh the murray's first and the other one is the christie corner murray's first and christie corner were you heard her people mm -hmm. definitely do you guys uh do you guys have anything else for them? i'm tapped out on questions i i got one more i had over i had over 25 questions in my book <laughs> of course you have another <laughs> If there was anything One to change, of them's like you know, what's your favorite cereal? <laughs> no, I already know. Uh, <laughs>
You like cappuccinos or lattes? I, I, I don't like coffee that much. I like beer. So let, let me ask you this. If there was anything you could change about your career, what would it be? Got him again. I don't, I don't think, no, I, I don't think I would change anything about my career. Awesome. That's fantastic. That's a great answer. I think uh, the game's been the game's been great to me. I've met a lot of good people in the game. I don't have any regrets. I definitely listened when people spoke to me about hockey and spoke to me about professional hockey. Uh, so yeah, I don't have any regrets. The the game has been great to me. I've met a lot of great people in the game, and nothing but. What's that? Met your wife. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, met my wife, met a great billet family. And it's funny because every time I get together with my billet or even my family, um, a lot of times early on in my career, hockey brought us together, um, as funny as that is. So we always have a cheers to, to hockey because it brought us together. And one of the, again, going back to my billet, he brought me and my brothers on a, on an annual trip for the last like 10 to 12 years. I think we've missed a trip or two because of maybe births or marriages. So when, a, when he actually started the cheers, cheers to hockey. And he said one thing in his life was that he wishes he would have taken more time to allocate weekends and time or start a tradition with his family members to spend more fam family time together. So that's what he started for, for me and my brothers and my family. So cool. cheers to hockey. Yes, cheers, sir. Cheers to hockey and cheers to you, bro. We really appreciate you coming on the show mm -hmm. and uh, telling all the stories and putting up with our bullshit. So <laughs> yeah, good luck with the Only red bullshit. Man. I see your birthday's coming up. Uh, Christmas Eve, happy birthday in advance. Uh, good luck to you, man. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, what were you going to say, Justin, about the bullshit? I said there's only bullshit coming from one screen on my computer. <laughs> is that, does that screen say Rob on the bottom of it? <laughs> I appreciate that. I do what I can. Yeah. Oh, no, I had a lot of fun with you guys. Yeah, man. Seriously, thank you so much. This has been fucking fantastic, man. You gave us a ton of good stories. Um, it's just, it's fucking great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Best of luck to you, and uh, I hope we can get you back on so I, so I can ask you more stupid questions. <laughs> Where do we send you a hat? Yeah, uh, message message me your, uh, your uh, mailing address, and we'll fucking send you a hat. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Jackson. Really appreciate it. And this episode of Hat Trick Hockey is brought to you by Clarou and Son. It's their 25th year anniversary, and this guy is a total beaut. He loved my dad just as much as I do, and uh, I just want to make sure that uh, he gets the shout out. So remember, people, if you want your roof done, Call Clarou and Son. And there he was, folks. Justin Shug. That guy's a beaut. Handsome bastard, too. Yeah, total I'll, man rocket. Yeah, I'll give him that. So he's uh, 
Yeah, so he's playing in Denmark now is what, what you guys heard. That guy, when he was with the Spitz, was like, crazy dude, score some beauties. That guy. Two Mem Cups, too. You can't really uh, can't really go wrong with that. No, and he likes Britney Spears. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does like them. Um, he was, yeah, he was a great interview. Good time. Hopefully, when he comes back this way again, we can muck it up a little bit with him. Would be cool. That's yeah, what's that, cool. that's what's good about all of our guests. When we have guests on, the one of the things they always say to us is, "Hey, when I'm back here in freaking Windsor, there, we'll have to get together." And they're probably just saying it because they know we won't be back for a long time. Yeah, with COVID. <laughs> yeah, COVID doesn't help at all. Um, also, real quick. The store, guys. Stores, but we've been starting to get some orders rolling in and stuff. Guys, feel free, man. The link will always be on be on our page. Just click the link. You can go to it. Um, so how we can do it is if you're in the Essex and surrounding area, if you go online or whatever, you pay for your order, the, I'm going to tell you that they will not start your order unless it is paid for. They'll have it in the bank, but it won't get started. So once your order and everything is paid for, if you're in the Essex area, usually um, I can meet up with uh, it's Amanda Bondi who works there. Big oh. shout out to her because she's been helping us out a lot when it comes to this. She's a beaut. Yeah. So she lives right around the corner from us. So she's been dropping orders off to us. So if you're in the Essex area, we can save you the shipping. So all you got to do is just pay for the order, and when we go in there, or she'll bring them to us, and then we can get a hold of you that way. If you want to pay for the shipping and have them ship it, you can do that too. Or if you want to go to Laser Art and pick it up right at Laser Art, you can. Guys, some shirts in there are as low as 10 bucks. All the hats and everything are great. We have toques, hats, hoodies, t-shirts, masks. Sweaters. Yeah, we have literally... Everything in there that you can think of is in there. So check it out, guys. It's what this was. This is what we did. This is what what we wanted. We wanted it cheap, local, and nice. And it's all three of those. So can't really complain with that. I got a bunch of shit from there already. I'm not gonna lie. A nice. bunch. I have almost everything in the store. <laughs> but as I should, right? So uh, you got anything else that you want to talk about, or are we just gonna crush beers in the couch? Yeah, let's crush these. Uh... Crush Sponsors these, beers. Yeah. Crush these GLs. GLs. And also, guys, yeah, check them out, too. Even though we're in gray, I believe there's doing delivery now, I want to say. Yeah. And you can still stop in there and pick up beer. So just get a hold of them if you guys want beer. It's good. Um, Like I said, they got, like, four or five different kinds. It starts from the blonde ale, goes down to the... Really fond of the blondes. Yeah. Two blondes are always fun. So... <laughs> They have that, and then they go right down. They have like like a apple cider kind of beer. Uh, they just they have like a dark one. They have they have everything. They have anything from blonde to a dark beer. Yeah, and anything in between. <laughs> so it's pretty good. So check them out. But other than that, uh, should we go crush beers, Rob? Yeah. All right, we're going to crush beers. So you guys have yourselves a good week. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, Aunt Rob, we're signing off. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind it.